previously on Pace. Like, if we find ZKL, what are we doing? Broman and Jackson see ZKL uh, just kind of sitting on the floor. Jackson, you just see Roman kind of enveloped in this paper and then he's, he's gone. I cast each of you as being Force One. The two of you, alone with Zedkiel, as he kind of melts slightly on the floor, panting heavily, he has now stopped screaming. Where the hell am I? <laughs> you felt yourself, Roman, flatten. You felt yourself kind of become two-dimensional. And then there was a lot of loud noise that you couldn't quite make out. And you kind of come to, I guess, and you're sitting in a cell. Uh, it's very dark, and your eyes adjust, and you see a man sitting in the cell across from you, and he says, Hi, uh, I got you too, huh? What did you do to get in here? Where's here? Um, I'm not really sure. I just kind of, I don't know, like some prison somewhere, some not great place to be. And he kind of takes a step forward out of the shadows, and you see, although his voice seems completely different, it almost you almost kind of recognize it for a moment. You recognize the man that you knew as Father Turner, but he's, he sounds very different. He's not talking in a weird southern accent, um, and he introduces himself, and he says, oh, my name's Marla Green. Nice to meet you. We haven't met before, have we? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, weird. Must just be one of those faces. <laughs> Weird. So, what did you do to get put in here? Ah, uh, you know, the usual. Probably the same as you, to be honest. What did you get put in for? Uh, I don't know if I want to share that with you just yet. Sorry, what was your name? And he holds out his hand to shake. I'm Marla. Roman. Roman Mars. And I shake his hand. Can I have a look around? There's no exit here, is there? So, no. You're... you're in a cell it's it's nice it's dark so you can't see around that much but there are there are like windows to outside there it's not um bars it's more like solid glass like kind of uh science of the lambs-esque okay <laughs> i guess um but yes uh there's i mean there's like a door but it is you know you, you head over and and it is clearly locked and is marla like shackled up or anything or is it just walking around. No, he's just sitting there. And he's wearing clear water clothing, or? Good question. Uh, he is wearing, he's just wearing kind of like a, like a linen jumpsuit kind of vibe. Um, like pres- like it, uh, clothes that you can tell have been issued to him. They're, they're just white. There's no like um, markings or insignia on them. They're just plain white. Okay. All right. So I, uh. I sit down on what I assume there's a bench nearby or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I uh, pull out, like, some kind of candy that I, like, hold up to Marla. As though you want mint? Sure. Yeah, and he holds out his hand. I give him the mint and I take one. I was like, so this may sound crazy. He, he, his, you see his eyes briefly glint in the darkness before uh, he takes the mint and pops it into his mouth. Hmm. Yeah. Do you... My mind's a bit hazy. I think I might have knocked it. Do you remember how I got here exactly? Uh, yeah, you were dropped off by uh, some of those militia thugs. Interesting. And was I conscious for this encounter? I don't think so. You seemed pretty out of it. This was maybe an hour ago. You just kind of woke up. Weird. Well, I gotta, fa- I gotta, uh, gotta tell you. I, I, I don't really know why I'm in here. I just kind of, uh, 
I was in the middle of a very tense situation on um, mm. Zekiel, and next moment, I ended up here, and I don't remember much of the middle ground. I'm assuming you've crossed Gabriel Gray in some way to get here. Uh, yes, actually. Is that why you're here too? I mean, I think so. I I used to work for Grey Tech. And so, you know what? You don't have a twin brother or anything, right? <laughs> no. Why? Oh, interesting. I met someone that looked just like you, but it was on another planet. Uh, okay. How interesting. So, sorry, what did you do to upset them that put you here? Well, I'm like you. I'm I'm not 100% sure, but I could hazard a guess, I suppose. I used to work for Greytech and I developed a I, I was pretty important to pioneering a new technology. What was the technology? I like scoot a little bit closer, conspiratory like. Uh, so I'm a artificial intelligence engineer. Um, I was working on the AI team at Greytech, and and uh, Mala uh, pauses at this point and just kind of looks you up and down a bit. Do you want to make a rapport check for me, Roman? Oh, it would have helped if I had like my character sheet open or anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We can just cut this out. Pretend that we are very capable. Oh, I'm pretty good at rapport. I got a four. Um, okay, again, you see Marla's eyes flash as he kind of sizes you up. Interesting. Why don't, before I tell you anything, why don't you tell me something? I mean, I can't guarantee I'd answer, but go for it. Are you here just to get information out of me? No, I am not. Okay. I am uh, here 100% against my own will. Okay. Hmm. And he kind of shakes your hand. All right, Roman. I... I was working on the AI team for Grey Tech, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a developer, but I also have access to a different kind of knowledge, and I think you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, you know, we were kind of hitting a wall with our machine learning algorithms, and they weren't getting up to the level that we wanted them to. And so I thought maybe there would be a way to combine the work that I was doing technologically with some of my other work. As a practitioner, I ended up putting me and my team. Well, I, I was kind of the one that was doing the experimenting with it. It was a little bit uh, off the books, I should say. We ended up putting some spirits into our AI research to try and imbue it with a new level of sentience. And it worked. Have I got Octagon on me? Pentagon? Pentagon. No, you don't. Pentagon, you took Pentagon off when you were meeting with Zedkiel and. He was not taken with you. Oh, that's right. Okay. So you're telling me that those watches everybody has aren't just artificial intelligence. They've got like spirits embedded in them. The lines get a little blurry, but they are conscious. They are sentient. So, but surely that's just, a. I mean, apart from our obvious moral ethical dilemmas, why would that have upset Green? I'm green. You mean gray? Sorry, gray. <laughs> we, I know we all have colors for names. It's weird, isn't it? Um, I so, I mean, you have to understand. We made life. We created something that was capable of independent thought to an extent that we hadn't seen before. I mean, like you know, artificial intelligence research had already gone pretty well, but this was like on a whole other scale. And obviously, at that point it became clear to me that we were playing with some pretty dangerous ideas. And so I, I talked to Gray, I talked to him and 
I, I told him that we wanted to scale back on the project and, and plan out a bit more. And it seemed like from our conversation, he had agreed, you know, we, we shut down the department. We, he confiscated all of our gear. He took it away. And I thought that we would have time to think about it and explore it and, and do these things in an ethical and moral way. And then two days later, I was here. I, I woke up here and I, I mean, I, I, I can't connect it for sure, but that, I, that's what I keep coming back to. What else could it be? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you upset the wrong people to me. Can I do like some kind of check on his eyes? Mm-hmm. Is this something that I'd recognize? This like weird glancing that I see occasionally? I'm actually not sure. Since you're fairly new to being a practitioner, why don't I have you roll a practice check? Oh, yeah. I got. Uh... <laughs> you have a plus one to practice, which yeah. is it's one of your worst skills. So I got a zero. <laughs> um. <sighs> Oh. Is this something you've seen before? Yeah, I would have seen it on Lillian. Yeah, Jackson. I mean, possibly. I, I think you're not super in the know, but I think you would have seen it before. Effectively, you 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 don't use your site that much. Yeah. You've had bad experiences in the past few months every time you've used it, but uh, you can kind of tell sometimes when other people are using their site, when other practitioners are using their site, and that's what this glinting is is to you. It's you kind of noticing or seeing some flashes of people using their sight to, to assess you in a more kind of practice magical way. Okay. Uh, so he's not an android or something, which is the first thing that came to my mind. I mean, he um, could be, as far as you know. So, Marla, mm. in that case, how do you feel about getting out of here? Uh, pretty good, I guess. What's the... I mean, obviously, you've been fed... What's the like guard situation? Do you have? I've no, I've no idea where we even are. Um, no, I like me look, look out the window a little bit. Looking out the window, you see your uh, high up, your high up, and you can see kind of a um, a paved area down below with some other scattered buildings. You effectively you can see some kind of a compound. Um, you don't recognize it. Uh, and you can't see far enough around the compound is um, uh, you can't like see out into space or anything. You, you're not sure where you are, but you, you are, you, as far as you can tell, you don't actually seem to be on a ship. You seem to be on a planet on, on some kind of planet. And how high up are we? Is this like jumping distance? No, no. As in like, you know, 20 stories up. Oh. Like in a in a high up in a building. All right, so we'll call that option B. Uh, the window is also like has this solid glass on it. All right, option C. Yeah, do we get any interactions with our guards or anything, Marla? Yeah, I mean, someone comes by to feed us every so often, change clothes, etc. There's actually we can't see it right now because it's too dark, but there's actually other cells as well. There are other people in these cells, and you hear. Hello, over here, <laughs> from from outside of your cell. Oh, really? Yep. Hey, hey. You're here too. Hey. What's your name? Uh, Tomkin. Tomkin. What'd they get you for, Tomkin? Uh, I'd rather not say. Jeez, everyone's so suspicious. <laughs> well, I mean, you can imagine. You, you kind of get suspicious and paranoid after you just suddenly wake up in some kind of secret prison. Let me guess, you're not guilty too? Nope. Nope. All right, and how many people are there? You got anyone there and you with you, uh, Tompkin? No, just me. Oh, 
Sorry. Um, Marla turns to you and says, look, I, hmm. I, I, I think they just put you in here temporarily until, uh, like this, this is the only time I've ever had someone else in the cell with me. No one else usually has bunk mates and looking around, you can see this is clearly a cell made for one person. Okay. And so Marla says, so I've kind of been a little bit nervous, um, that only one of us is going to stick around in this cell, but I think they're just keeping you here temporarily. All right. Well, that doesn't give us much time, Marla, because I think uh, once we're split up, the chances of escaping are very low. Um, what's the next, uh, you know, interaction with people outside the cell? When would the door open next? Uh, the guards come by to every maybe two twice a day to for food and uh, changing things like clothes, but. I mean, this place seems pretty locked down. I don't know that we'll have a great way to escape. All right. I take a deep breath because Miles knows how much he hates doing this. And I'm going to quickly turn on my sight to see if there's anything I can see in the room that would help with escaping. So you turn on your sight. Uh, It's not a great sign. Uh, You see, obviously, you see Marla in front of you. But these in the glass that is that makes up this cell, um, it, what you took to be just like air holes, kind of that, that let air from outside the cell into the cell and, and vice versa. Actually, you can see with your sight, they, they kind of are glowing slightly. And you notice that you, what you thought were just kind of circular air holes actually have more intricate detailing worked into them. Uh, runes that, that seem to be... Uh, effectively there to keep you contained okay so you are not just physically contained but magically as well and that's on the glass or all the walls uh on the glass and uh looking around you can see on the non-glass walls of the cell as well okay now it's kind of made out of this softish material all right marla yeah how do you feel about hanging around if we get out of here i've got some people who are interested in um their own grievances with gabriel uh, how do you feel right. about becoming a part of this uh, expedition? I mean, I, I, I just want to get out of here and go home. All right. Where's home for you, by the way? I live on Triumph. Okay. Well, you know what? I really want to get back to Triumph too. So let's do this. Um, how many people come in here when they feed us? One or two? Uh, just just one. Yeah, just one. All right. Do you reckon we could overpower them? I so they put stuff in through these kind of slots in the doors. I don't know. I think we would need to... I'm not sure how we would do it. Do you have anything on you? I pat around. Do I have anything on me? <laughs> no, you've been kind of searched. Oh, except for the candy. Uh, yes. They they left the candy that you keep in a secret candy compartment. <laughs> 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 they didn't find that. But you kind of wish that you hid something a bit more useful in there than just candy. So now you have effectively a small tin of mints. Okay. Well, I know it sounds stereotypical, but I think we're going to have to go for the classic, uh, either we get an argument or one of us starts having health issues. They're classics for a reason, I suppose. Yep, sure are. I'm going to go with uh, health issues, because you seem like a nice guy, and I think the idea of punching each other before we try to make an escape is uh, counterintuitive. Well, maybe there's a... I don't think you're going to like this plan, Roman, but there might be a better way. Oh, yeah? Here, let me show you. And he walks over to this bed, this single bed that's over in one corner, and he kind of reaches under it, and you hear this, like, metal creaking, and then you hear this snap, and he pulls out a small piece of metal that he's kind of snapped off of the bed frame. I was uh, planning on using this 
you know, I've been here a, a while, so I've been kind of building my own plans. And he shows you he's got this piece of metal that has been snapped off and it's like jagged. It's kind of been sharpened. Um, so this might be useful. I mean, when they get in the room, but are you suggesting that the, uh, this medical situation that attracts them in has uh, got to do with that? And I like point cautiously at the very sharp tip of his uh, shiv. I am, yes. Um, here's what I think we should do. I'm going to lightly, very gently, <laughs> very gently, very gently slit your throat. Okay? Very, oh, so gently, so gently, right? <laughs> You won't even feel a thing. I mean, you will, but it'll be fine. Then I, what I'm going to need is you to lie in the corner, you know, pretending to be dead. I'll start using some of your blood to make a diagram. Now, I don't think it'll actually work. I don't think I'll be able to actually do any magic. But hopefully the fact that I've killed you and used your blood to make a diagram will be enough to get a guard in here. And then, you know, you spring up, bada bing, bada boom home for breakfast so gently so gently fuck if only jackson was here we could use jackson home <laughs> yes i don't know who that is but yeah you're sure. good to meet him it'll make sense soon oh uh, yeah can i do uh how is he telling the truth here is what i want to know so practitioners have to tell the truth so oh, of course with okay. your knowledge that he is a practitioner you can assume yes so gently so gently <laughs> I mean, I'm a pretty small guy. Have I uh, regained my... I had lost one physical in that last battle. I assume I still have not... Re- yeah, I, let's say you haven't. You haven't really had a chance to have some downtime. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. All right, well, you know what? I don't see much of a better solution. and We've got to get out before they split us up. Okay. Um, also, so are you- sorry, Marla, what was your plan to do with the shift before I arrived? I don't know. I was still kind of figuring it out, honestly. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but could we also think about stabbing me in the thigh or something? Sure, but I feel like to to really sell it, you're going to need to look like you're dead. Marla, if you fuck me over, I will kill you. Even if I'm dead, other people will come. My very, very close friend, Jackson, and Lily, and they will kill you. You know that, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, let's do this. How long have we got? I don't want to be like uh, that. We probably have about 30 minutes before the shift change. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Marla kind of advances towards you slowly with the shiv and says, okay, now let's let's lie you down first. Well, 30 of, minutes? Oh, well, I don't want to be lying dead on the ground for 30 minutes. Can we, uh, can we wait I need to, know, 15 minutes? I need to do some intricate, intricate blood diagramming. This is going to take time. Okay, well, let's start with a little wound, maybe to start the blood diagram, and then... All right, maybe like on your hand or something, like a defensive wound. Yeah, that would be excellent. Okay. And he kind of passes you the the shiv. Oh, okay. I didn't realize I'd be doing this. I guess I'm well, I mean, sense. I can do it if no, you'd no, no, rather. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm right-handed, so I'm going to cut my left hand. Okay. Um, and he kind of... Uh, he, he takes the shiv back from you and kind of uses it as like a... a, like a to like etch with blood into the floor effectively um, and starts drawing this intricate diagram. Uh, he says, oh, look, this would be easy if I had a bit more time to, to prepare and plan, but this will have to do. I'm effectively going to make a diagram that, that will create a big, 
or that theoretically could create a big explosion. I, I, again, I don't think it will work because of the, you know, the, the, the dampening runes that they've got here, but hopefully it'll be enough to, to have the guard rush in at least, especially if it looks like I'm about to complete it. I mean, that sounds great, but just to clarify, if the explosion went off in here, it would not affect us. Well, it won't, uh, I'm pretty sure it won't be able to go off in here because of these dampening runes. Your blood isn't like super special or powerful or anything, right? I mean, we'll find out soon, but not of them aware of them. Okay. All right. And there's nothing I can think of in my mind that would be a useful like way of preparing myself for the amount of wound I'm supposed to take. Like practitioner, <laughs> so. like shielding spell or something. I, like any magic that you'd be doing here wouldn't. Okay. You can tell that it wouldn't work with the runes that are on there. What I would give for a dark skin spell right now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, but so, yeah, uh, uh, I'm going to have Marla roll a, a practice. Oh, no, I guess we'll call this. Actually, why don't I have you roll it, Roman? A theatrics check for me. <laughs> theatrics. See how well this oh, theatrics no. is going to go. I just got a minus two. Okay, cool. Um. So you guys set this up, uh, and it it judging from just like the the light that is starting to shine in through the window outside, Marla can kind of tell that that the time is almost up, and so he has you lie down, and he gently, ever so gently, cuts your throat, and you start bleeding, and you kind of pretend to be dead, and he kind of gets this diagram to a state where it's about ninety five percent completed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is kind of poised there waiting with blood on his hand. He passes the shiv over to you and you kind of hold it close to your body out of sight and is waiting there with your blood on his hand, ready to like put his hand down and finish the final few things. Uh, and Key's turn in the door. I do that thing where you like shut your eyes, but you like peek out the tiny <laughs> Ever so gently looking out through your eyes yeah. in the tiny little slit. Um and a guard walks in and almost immediately sees this. And your eyes are closed, but you hear Marla yell out, you have about three seconds before I blow this place up. And the guard yells, help, I need help in here. And starts running towards the door, unlocking it, and runs and effectively tackles Marla um, as another guard runs in from behind. All right, so we've got two in the room? Yeah, one in the cell and one kind of just entering into the area where all the cells are. Okay, so... I'm going to run and attack the one that's currently grappling Marla. What are you going to do? So my plan is that I kind of like jump up, step towards him, mostly hiding the shiv, and basically just like try and stab him in the neck. Because I assume he's, okay. that would be like kind of relatively exposed if he's trying to grab Marla. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you roll a brawl check for me? I got a plus one. Well, I'll contest it. I, I'm going to give you a plus two as well. And the fact that you have a shiv is going to make it a weapon, which will make it a bit more damaging. Okay. Okay, I got a minus one. So you did some solid damage. You, you really get the shiv into the neck of this guard. And he kind of slumps almost immediately. Um, and uh, pushing the, the guard off of him, Marla is now uh, kind of up. The other guard sees this happen and like hits a, an emergency like panel a panel quickly touches that there's an emergency and hear an alarm start. Um, and the door to the cell starts to close. Marla quickly jumps through it and pushes you through it as well. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, have we grabbed the keys of the guard? Uh, no, you're out of the cell. Ugh. Okay. 
the just the cell doors closed. There's now this door that is like the entrance to the cell area. Yeah. And the other guard runs through it and starts to close it against you. Okay. Can we force it against him? Uh, why don't you roll a brawn check for me? Brawn. And I'll have Marla roll one too. You're gonna try and push your way Ooh. through the door. Brawn. Mm-hmm. Plus three. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got a natural plus three. So you kind of slam into the door and hold it. It's not closing, but it's not opening until Marla also slams into it and just kind of pushes it open. Um, mm-hmm. And you're on the other side. Can I grab the guard? Uh, pardon? Is the guard still there? Yes, the guard is there. You're in what is effectively a, a long corridor with uh, elevator and some fire stairs at the other end. Okay. Um, there is also a directory on the wall next to the elevator, but you you and Marla quickly grab the guard. Um, can I... I want to grab the keys off him and get Marla to restrain it. So it's not keys, it's keypads on each of these cells. Uh, when the other guard unlocked the door, you saw him uh-huh. hold his his thumb to it and biometrically open the door. Okay, well that sucks. I want to let out Tomkin. Well, you do have this other guard All right. who is restrained. Alright, go up to him. Hey, you, how do you open the doors? They're bi- biometric. Alright, well... Come with me, and I start dragging him towards the, um... Is the door, like, permanently jacked open now? The uh, one? The one to the cell area, yes. The other ones seem to have, like, locked down a little bit. Okay, yeah. And we start gra- dragging him towards Tompkin's cell. Um, looking... You can now see Tompkin for the first time ever. He is, uh, very short, and his teeth are jagged, and he doesn't look quite human. You don't have your sight on anymore, but he's definitely off. Oh yeah, let me out," he says. Um, and do you do you try and let him out? Yeah, I look at Marla and I say, "Well, I can't see how this could end badly." And I like shove the guy's <laughs> thumb onto the thumb reader. <laughs> um, uh, so the on the screen you see lockdown initiated, confirm override, and a yes or no. I hit yes. All right, this cell door opens. Uh, locked. Lockdown overridden, cell opens, and the door opens and this little Tompkin comes out. Alright, what now? Let's fuck shit up. So this is our new friend Jim, I point at the guard. Mm-hmm. Jim's going to go with you to all the other cells. If he doesn't open there them are, for you... There are, so there's one other cell, but it's uh, you actually can't see into it. Yeah, so not in the, in the entire... Com- in this, like, little area, there's three cells. Yeah. Um, the other one is, like... Uh, it's not in use, but it's like clearly damaged. Like beyond, so there's they didn't put anyone in it because it's effectively not functional as a cell right now. Oh, I guess that was my cell. All right, so I grabbed Tom. So I grabbed Jim. Then I said, "Well, okay, I guess in that case, Jim, you're coming with us." And we start dragging him back towards the um, out of the cell area. So you go out into this hallway, which just is effectively a short hallway that leads to an elevator and a set of fire stairs. There is a directory next to the elevator as well that lists, like, each of these floors. Yeah. Can I uh, do a one over this directory? Because also, does it say what the building name is or anything? Uh, yes, it does. It says Greyplex B at the top of this directory. Okay. You think they would have um, named all the you... complexes after colours, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, so the floor you're on is floor 24, and it's listed on the directory as VIP facilities. Oh, God. I would love to know how they treat the piece. What's on the rest of the <laughs> levels? Um, 
there's obviously a lot of stuff on here. Uh, from the bottom up, the bottom looks like effectively almost office buildings. It's like, you know, sales team A, sales team B, engineering team C, blah, blah, blah. Um, as you get higher and higher up there, there are like some meeting rooms. There's a, some kitchen floors there. Then there are like executive suites as well uh, and all the way. And then there's like uh, security personnel, which is the floor below you. And then VIP, uh, what was it? VIP personnel. VIP uh, personnel, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no like uh, top floor or helipad or anything like that. Uh, there is. There's a helipad on the 25th floor. Are you joking? <laughs> no, there's like a, 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 it's not a helipad. It's like a, a, a docking station yep. for ships. Oh, well, I guess that's where we're going to go. I look at Tompkin. I was like, hey, Tompkin, you know where we are? Well, yeah, we're in the Greyplex. Do you know how to get out? Uh, I mean, it's a, a small planetoid. Do you have a ship? Nope, but I see a level on this index that says that there might be a sum on 25. All right. I mean, let's do it. Um, as you're... Uh, so first of all, there's a choice between taking the stairs or the elevator. Uh, which are you going to choose? We're on level twenty-four, mm-hmm. so um, it's like one floor. Yeah, I reckon we take the stairs. Okay, as you head into the stairs to prepare to go up one floor, the the thing you the last thing you see is on floor twenty-two, two floors below, is grey office. Um, but I'm assuming you want to go up and escape. Oh, uh, I feel like there's an opportunity here to gather some information. Um. I vote we escape, says Tompkin. I uh, I also agree with that. Yeah, I don't think we're going to make it out alive here otherwise. All right, let's go up to level 25. All right, you guys go up to level 25. Um, at, you open up into a small, like, op- it's, it's the top. So there's like an open air. There is like two landing spots for small ships. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one carrier ship here. Uh, and you see there is, like, uh, you see, actually, uh, you recognize um, End of Days. One of the militia folks that, that brought you in is here near the ship. Uh, they haven't noticed you yet, but it's only a matter of time. Are you dragging this guard behind you as well? <laughs> so, so now we're in an open area that where guards could, other people can see us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we must, it's not like I'm going to blend in anyway. You are still have blood all over you, as does Marla. Yeah. Has he got a gun on him or anything? The guard? Yeah. No, he has, like, a baton. Okay. Well, I grabbed the baton, at least. So I'm holding that mm-hmm. and grappling him. Cool. You add that to your inventory, a baton. Uh, okay, so what are you going to do? It's 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 maybe, like, you know, 20 metres to, to where End of Days is standing near this ship. Hey, Tomkin. Yeah. I couldn't help but notice, I'd hope this isn't indiscreet, your very sharp teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what's your stance on attacking humans? Slash Which humans? Immorally, maybe not humans. Okay. I think we want to get onto that ship over there, and I point at the one that I will attack. I will attack that thing in exchange for some of your blood. And you note you have noted he is looking a little hungrily at at you as you bleed. Ah, uh, <laughs> I haven't got much left, Tom. <laughs> How much blood do you want? Not that much. Um, and, uh, and aside here, is this a, as a practitioner, should I be worried about giving my blood over to someone? Uh, I mean, kind of, yeah. <laughs> like your blood is kind of in a very tangible way, a representation. And you know, this from some of your conversations with the others is kind of a representation of your, like, 
like it, it is your life force, right? Like theoretically and literally, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, not to say it won't regenerate or whatever, but you are effectively giving some of yourself to Tomkin if you do this. And yeah, I mean, otherwise I can't really see how we're going to get them. Uh, he holds out his hand to shake your, he holds out his left hand to shake your still bleeding left hand. Okay. All right, Seymour. <laughs> um, you feel... Audrey? No, something... sorry, it's Audrey. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, it's Audrey. It's Audrey too, yeah. You feel something like slurping at your open wound on your hand. Uh, and when Tomkin pulls back his hand, you don't see anything on his hand that would indicate that he was able to like, you know, lick your hand, but that's kind of what it felt like. <laughs> And looking at him, you see him kind of dart off to the side of this area and kind of sneak towards uh, end of days. Okay. Um, cool. I'm going to roll a thing to see if end of days has noticed you. Uh, why don't you roll a... Uh, why don't you roll a stealth for me? That seems appropriate. Zero. Okay, end of days got a one, so has indeed noticed you. Okay. Um, and sees you, recognises you, and goes to, to rush into the ship. Rush Hey, hey, stop. Okay, it, it, it stops and kind of looks back at you. What's the deal here? How'd you, why'd you bring me here? Why'd you leave the battle? Just a job. Just a job? For who? To what end? That's what I get paid for on the My Militia app. Sorry? On the app. I take jobs like this, delivering people, roughing people up, etc. And I get paid for it. It's nothing personal, you understand. Well, I would uh, disagree and say it felt very personal. When's, uh, how much are you getting paid for this end of days? And he, he, he kind of looks a little strangely at you. I don't know why you need to know that. And he's kind of still backing slowly up towards the ship. Wait, wait, wait. Don't you want to hear what I could pay you instead? And that gives him pause. He looks at you and he says, I'm listening. Are you, are you trying to buy time or are you going to genuinely make him an offer. No, I'm trying to buy time so that uh, Tomkin can go eat him. I think it's been enough time for Tomkin to pounce. And so when you kind of get uh, End of Days' attention, um, Tomkin notices this and you see a dark shape pounce onto him and he kind of starts flailing back and forth. You see black wisps kind of splashing out of of where these two shapes are struggling. Uh, It's still quite early in the morning, so the the light isn't great. you see them struggle around a bit. They bump into one of these other ships that, that's a little further back and it kind of collapses towards End of Days and Tompkin. Um, and let's have them both make dexterity checks. End of Days did very well and Tompkin did very poorly. So this is the end of Tompkin, I'm afraid. <laughs> this ship collapses towards them and End of Days kind of flings Tompkin off of himself towards this ship, which then collapses on top of him. Um, you don't see him anymore. Uh, in this time, this commotion, though, has bought you enough time to get close to end of days, and you and Marla rush up, and... I assume by this time I've gotten rid of the guard that I was grappling. What are you doing with the guard? So at the moment, I've been, like, previously I've been holding him kind of as a shield, grappled in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as the ships start collapsing, I basically take the baton and like have a massive go at his leg, and kind of throw him to the side. Yep, he kind of r- collapses to the side. Yeah, before running at the ship. 
Okay, you run and you get to end of days while he's kind of springing free of this collapsing. Uh, actually, I'm going to wreck on that. I don't think it's a ship because there's just one ship on this thing. It's just like some um, like canisters that you're not sure what they have in them, but they're these kind of large, large canisters that collapse okay. onto Tompkin. Um, you reach end of days. What are you going to do? I mean, if he's not in the ship, I can just shove him out. No, I think he's a liability. So I kind of... Uh... I want to shoulder charge him. So I like run towards him, shoulder charge him to mm-hmm. get him onto the ground. Okay. Why don't you roll brawl for me? Man, such a small guy. I got a one. Uh, okay. Uh, you shoulder charge him. He kind of get, gets knocked down, uh, but he's not incapacitated in it by any means. You and Marla are kind of standing over him and he kind of puts his hands up. I mean, that's a good outcome. You got keys to the ship. And he just passes them right over. All right, thank you. End of days, I say with air quotes. You're welcome. Can I just give him a kick before we go onto the ship? You kick him and he kind of flops back down. And you and uh, you and Marla head onto the ship? Yeah, and that's it. Uh, and I'm assuming takeoff. Um, you can see from the navigation on the ship, you start to take off. And you can see, as you start to take off, more guards kind of rush up to this level. Uh, but it's too late. You're already kind of starting to take off. Um you can see you're not very far from Triumph. You're you're on a small, uh, like effectively a small planetoid that is right near to Triumph. Not very far at all. So you can head back there if that's what you want to do. Yeah, and so I want to check the time and stuff. Have I lost much time? Uh, it's been about a day. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna head back towards Triumph. Um, and I'm assuming I'm on, trying to work out how to find Jackson and Lily. Mm-hmm. Is there like a lookup system I can see to see if I can find our great links or something or try to call one? Um, yes, you, you, you can kind of look up your gray link and make a connection through that. Um, and as you're starting to do that, there is a bright, bright light from the 22nd floor of the office building behind you. Uh, a, a huge light that kind of overwhelms you and... Uh, your your ship actually stops moving in midair. You're like straining to get away from this building, but you've you've effectively stopped in place. It is as if there is a big force pulling you back towards the the building, and this light blinds you momentarily. And Marla kind of yells out as it blinds him as well. And then suddenly your ship is free. Y- y- your ship continues to move again. The light fades, and you continue on your way back towards Triumph. Well, Marla, I don't think this freedom's going to last too long. Um, and Marla's pointing onto your ship, and on your ship, you see an envelope, and on the envelope is stamped, uh, Grey's insignia in the middle of it. Can I touch it? You can. You can pick it up if you want. I pick it up. It's sealed. Uh, But you can open it. Here we go, Marla. And I open the envelope. You open the envelope. It's thick. It's like a, a, it's like a... Maybe envelope was the wrong word. It's like a manila package document envelope. So inside, there are sheets of paper. And looking at the start of them, you see that it is a contract, um, a proposal of sorts from the desk of Gabriel Gray, defining terms that it seems he would like you to agree to. And at the bottom is a place you can sign. This contract is outlining terms you can agree to from Gray, making a proposal to you to effectively back down, stop doing what you're doing, 
make oaths specifically to not share specific pieces of information and not discuss various things in exchange for being allowed to return to your life and being kind of left alone. You know what I mean? Um, the, you have this contract in your hands and it's uh, inside the envelope is another small slip of paper that says, I expect a response in the next 48 hours with a dash G. Well, I've got to admit, that seems unlikely. (laughs) (laughs) It'll take ages for our lawyers to review this. (laughs) Um, So, you know, Roman, you uh, use this this system that we talked about to to kind of locate Pentagon um, and send a message to the others uh, and you kind of use this to coordinate. And I guess we'll jump to the perspective of the rest of the party uh, as you do so, because um, you're all kind of, you know, you've just finished having this conversation with Zedkiel, the two of you, Jackson and Lily, um, when Roman, you know, <laughs> reaches out and messages you. You guys let him know where you are, that you're at this this house with Zedkiel, and uh, before too long he arrives and walks in the door. As Roman walks through the door to meet with you both, uh, you recognise the person walking in after him as Father Turner. You went back to Clearwater? Uh, not exactly. I think you might be mistaken. This is, uh, Marla Green. Marla Green, this is the team. Hi. Good to meet you all. This is very interesting. Hi. Uh, Zedkiel? Um, what? Do you know why this is happening? Oh, yeah, sorry, uh, Yeah, whoa. Zedkiel's on our team now. (laughs) That's that's a whole thing that you missed. Yeah. And is it Al? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess Roman, you see a big Al standing there. How tall did you say? Like seventy centimeters or something stupid? Yeah, like he's huge. quite tall. God, that's so big. Interesting. What happened to your eyes, Lily? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, she she's yeah. addicted to giving them up and she did it permanently now listen not anymore she's permanently blinded herself yeah um okay lily and yeah uh gave, gave her those eyes, eyes to zq yeah wow okay and you've got like a blindfold now yeah and it was like a strip of cloth but yeah she's just got a as a kind of a, a basic blindfold pentagon pipes up roman good to see you again good to see you too and Wait, where is he? Yeah. I take him and I, put him on my wrist. Yeah, I, I hand Pentagon over to, to Roman. So y'all are reunited uh, and you quickly fill each other in for the convenience of the listeners. We're going to gloss over that part. Picture a montage of people talking. Oh, who's who's this? Oh, Father Turner, Marla Green, what's going Oh, whoa, what happened with Zedkiel, etc., etc. What's an owl? <laughs> and, at the end yada, of, yada. <laughs> and at the end of that montage, we cut back. Oh, so that's what happened, uh, Pentagon (laughs) says. So, yeah, I I mean, I think the thing, the important thing to note here, Roman, is the offer that you have got from uh, Gray. So I might leave you to explain that final piece to the group. Yeah, so, well, Jackson Lily would be very happy to find out that I was put in a situation where I may have had to do a negotiation of some kind and decided... Upon oh. not doing that and running instead. Oh, thank God. Yeah, okay. 
You had me worried for a second there. Well, thank Athena. Okay. The negotiations seem to find its way to us anyway. So I pull out like a manila envelope. It's signed to us, isn't it? Uh, yes, it's assigned to the six. Yeah. Sorry, Marla, you don't count. <laughs> yeah, poor Zed. Um, I just want to take a step out because this, I, I just want to like, it won't make it into the episode, obviously, but we've spent like the last two weeks between <laughs> these sessions, like negotiating this contract with Ruben. It has been so fun. Yeah, it was terrible audio, so it's not, it's not going to make it into any episode. Uh, like, it was all not real time, but it was very fun. So, like, I just want to thank Ruben for giving us a contract negotiation homework <laughs> session, because yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, this contract is going to be linked uh, at the end of this episode, so you can grab the link and take a look at it yourself. You should do a before and after. Yeah, yeah, you should show the original. Because so yeah, because I read it very early on, and then I've been pretty out of it and haven't done any of the contract negotiation, and then came back and I was like, "This is a completely different document to what I read originally." Like Ruben blatantly snuck some uh, some sneakies in there to try and try and get get us to to sign a bad contract. It was very fun. Yeah, uh, probably a good challenge for everybody is uh, take a look at the contract and find some loopholes for both or either side. Yeah, and then if you find ones for our side, go back in time and give them to us now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you need them. Please, dig I'm awaiting your Discord DMs right now. Um, so yes, uh, Roman, you pull out of this manila envelope uh, a handwritten letter with titled a proposal which has letterhead of uh gray from from the desk of gabriel gray up the top and uh, attached to that is a contract uh, detailing the terms and stipulations around uh your surrender well let's not phrase it like that thank you very much sure uh, effectively and a, a deal that gray is offering you where he will back down and let you resume your lives in exchange for effectively non-disclosure it's it's kind of a non-disclosure agreement as well as like we agree to stop pushing well yes that too i mean yeah we're we're in a universe that where words have a lot of power i'd rather not brand this as our surrender thank you very much sure that's fair (laughs) mutual Um, de-escalation is what i was going for that's a good Mm -hmm. one yeah um, yeah, so I yeah. guess we have a decision to make now. Well, first of all, I would like to hear from Zedkiel why there was a, another person that looked exactly like our dear friend here in Clearwater. Zedkiel kind of waddles up to, uh, <laughs> to Marla. Zedkiel waddles up to Marla and asks, Who are you? And Marla responds, I'm... Uh, Marla Green, I was a contractor and engineer for Gray, uh, you know, invented uh, the uh, AI tech, did some really cool stuff while I was there. And Zedkill kind of, you see Zedkill's eyes kind of flash uh, a bit as as he looks into uh, Marla. And Zedkill says, yes, I recognize you. This is... The person who introduced themselves to you as Father Turner. I had suspected this already, and this more or less confirms. When Gray decided to cut me loose, he would have shut down any places that were 
providing me power. What's, what? <laughs> so, this is still Father Turner. He just doesn't remember? Yes. Do you know if he actually helped with the AI stuff? Well, when he... Father Turner was never who this person was. Father Turner was a fictional construction. He, he, he invented this stuff. Then he got turned into Father Turner for a bit. Then when Zed Kiel got cut off, he got turned back into his current form. Are you out of character confirming with me the GM or in character confirming with Zed Kiel? <laughs> I'm out of character confirming with you. I can't out of character confirm with Zed Kiel. <laughs> in character confirm with Zed Kiel, I guess. But yeah, uh, effectively, yes. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Cool. Okay. Uh, let Zed Kiel elaborates. Clearwater was one of a few different places that were serving multiple purposes. One purpose was to experiment with servitude and worship. Another purpose was a convenient place to store, let's say, dissidents. It seems it served its purpose fairly well in that regard. All right. And just to get one more thing straight for now. um, Roman, did you kill a guy? It's been a pretty rough day or two. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you guys got a pet owl. I think I went through some pretty hard shit. I'd rather not talk about it right now. Oh. I understand. Yeah, alright. Zedkiel says, I hope by the tale of, of our contractor here, Marla Green, it's becoming very clear how powerful Grey is. I, I would caution that if this contract seems legitimate, it might be your best option to take it. As I have said, getting into a situation where we are confronting Grey directly would have been difficult before and nearly futile now. If he is becoming the god of the new world, as you said he is labelling himself, then direct confrontation may be not in our best interest. Yeah, I'm just going to say, Jackson has read this agreement and is very keen to sign it. (laughs) Slimy little bastard. This episode of Pace was produced from the donations of the Doof Media community. If you want to become a donor yourself, head to patreon.com forward slash doofmedia. Thanks to our players, Elliot, Kippos, and Linus. If you'd like to talk with fans and the crew, head to doofmedia.com forward slash discord. And of course, Pace is based on the Otherverse setting created by Wildbow. Support him at patreon.com forward slash Wildbow.